Dave ain't saying nothing. Hello, Dave, can you hear us? Can anyone hear me? Yep. All right, well, Dave's broke. Hey, everybody, welcome to the pre-show where we break the show. I had some pre-show problems. I've still got ain't all set up. But alas, we are here. Man, what a weekend. Indeed, indeed. Taylor, always with the witty banter. Well, I mean, I my weekend has been um, Tomato Fest and uh, D&D. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Hey, Andy's checking in. Hello, Andy. Andy had a stream the other night on the Outright Geekery group. Very fun. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of comic book shit, really. No She-Hulk. She-Hulk next week? Right. Yep, uh, I think uh, the 18th is when it's supposed to come very out. Very exciting. It looks very horny. I'm very excited. Looks like it's going to be super hot. Oh, setting some mood lighting, I see. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm talking about She-Hulk. You know, we get the get the green. Seems appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll talk about that. We got another little green guy to talk about. It's not really on the agenda, but we'll mention it. Uh, and then a bunch of comic one hits, you know, just quick. Quick shit, back to our disgusting food news this week, and man, it is gross. I just uh, wish there was more not gross food news, you know? like. Well, we had a good one last week. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. but man, there's two gross ones. Will you take a seems... pick? One of them might be good, one of them might be fucking disgusting. Oh, you that hasn't out, it's been lately. It's yeah, you been just wall-to-wall wall grossness. But uh, There is a moment of destruction, but we don't have to really talk about it. It's more... Uh, Hasbro dude, VP of Global Publishing at Hasbro, did an interview and talked about really nothing. Really just said that, oh, yeah, we are moving the license away from IDW. He didn't say where it's going. He didn't say what they were going to be doing. Wait, was that never officially confirmed? I thought that was, like, public knowledge for a while. It was officially confirmed, but this is the first time they've commented on that initial confirmation. But really, they didn't say anything. They didn't say much of nothing. So, whatever. whatever. They I don't know. So. But some good quick hits, you know, just some news. Again, it's been light, man. Summer, we got cons coming up where everybody's saving their wad, you know, so they can spit shit at the cons. And I get it. I get it. We're not even going to get into the acetate cover nonsense. You hear about this? About somebody what? Take, somebody taking, like, old Marvel books and slapping a new cover on them and then calling them newer and then CG, CGC, the grading company, kind of getting o- over on people. It was a big mess, but anyway, we're not even getting into that. So, yeah, that's the show. Anything else you want to add? Nothing? I oh, can't really think of anything, I'm afraid. Let's do it! Dave will be here. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. he will. Oh, look, I had the previews one on the whole time instead of the pre-show one on the whole time. Damn it certainly it. does suck. Yeah, we're proving it. We're proving it. It certainly does. Well, it's all flying together here at the last minute. Yeah. Man, there's also uh, Trip. He's a buddy of mine. He's going to start streaming on the Nerdy and Dirty uh, Facebook group. He told me he's a hobby guy over here. It is another episode of this Geek and Comics Outbreak Geekery's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. It is the Gomer and Taylor, probably about five more minutes. Yeah, I mean, David was definitely chomping at the bit to get in here. I hope. Yeah, that, uh, Dave's really wanting to get in. He was here a minute ago, and then his audio wasn't working. My so computer is not it. registering my mic as connected. 
Yeah, that's weird. Cause I had I had similar problems actually. You know, before the show, which is why we kind of started late, but not really. But uh, we'll do segment one. I watched I Am Groot. Pretty easy. It's only like forty-five fucking minutes. Uh, it's like six ten-minute episode shorts. I didn't even know this was out. Yeah, it's really good, dude. Uh, all the episodes are out, obviously. Uh, there's no like release thing. Uh, very well done. Solid animation. Stories are really silly and fun. It reminded me of. Like, and I'm, I don't even know, I might be showing my age, but I think it's pretty common knowledge that these used to be a thing. Back in the day before movies, they all showed cartoons. You know, if it was a Warner Brothers cartoon, they showed the Warner Brothers cartoons, you know, and so on and so on. Uh, I mean, I, Disney did the same thing, you know, even though yeah. MCU is technically not Disney. But honestly, these shorts, these Groot shorts, these could have showed up in the front of any Marvel movie for like the next three years. You know what I mean? And just done that but I know you know that might have been a good way to do it um i mean yeah. I, the only people i know of who do that really anymore are pixar oh yeah pixar is really fun about it but that's a little bit different they're an animation company not that the mcu isn't you know 90 percent fucking animation anyway it's all green screen you know so it's technically animation anyway uh but andy said he chimed in good times for angry it was man it was it was really fun i could see that just putting it on in the background you know and just i'll have to give that a watch sometime and, have fun. and it's really easy i mean it's literally like 30 minutes dude so mm. uh did you do anything cool this week anything worth mentioning in the segment once uh nothing really in the nerd spheres but um okay. play D D, you know as per usual That's but also nerd. went well but then i also went to like the tomato fest which isn't really that's kind of nerdy kind of know. but not really. They have uh, Mater, the tomato mascot, right? Dressed up as a tomato. Not that I saw. I don't know that they have that either. Yet. Yeah, you're. I'm pretty sure you're just talking out your ass. So was there salsa and stuff? Did, were you throwing tomatoes at people? I've seen that. They do that in places. They have done that before. As far as I it mostly this year was just a bunch of music awesome. venues and like crafts stalls and oh, things like fun. that. That's fun. Awesome. That sounds like a grand old time. Uh, I like the Strawberry Festival in Portland. That's where Dave, that's Dave's stomping ground. I wish he was here because he would mention that. I think they do that in the spring, though, or maybe earlier in the summer. I'm not counting Dave out yet. I think he'll make it. And we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I blame myself. If I'd have started earlier, he'd be here. That's true. It is. It is he, often he the case where it is it somehow is. your fault. It is. I know. Uh, anyway, let's do news. Kind of ironic. Earlier in the week, Dave chimed in on the uh, yeah, this Geek and Comics Facebook message where Adam's in there, too. I don't know why. He needs to get his ass back on the show. I'd love to have him on again. But anyway, and he's like, oh, check out this news from Valiant. And he's not here. You know, he's the one who listens. But, uh, man, in the, lake, in the wake of layoffs, right, Valiant announced a bunch of layoffs. There was a rumor that Dinesh was going to maybe buy him up. We're not sure what was going to go on. But... Last week, Valiant Comics sent out a public relations email. It was entitled, The Epic Future of Valiant Entertainment. But then CBR reported that this future entails only releasing one comic book a month. Uh, what? That does not seem epic. Uh, oh, that's cool. Andy chimed in on local festivals. They had an Irish and uh, garlic festival. That's fun. Man, I love garlic so much. And the Irish are pretty cool as well. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Valiant in 
I don't know, some turmoil, some transition, something is happening at Valiant Comics. If scaling back is going to allow them to survive, I guess I am glad for that, but it's definitely not an encouraging sign. Feels counterproductive to me. Uh, Here's more details. In the newsletter, Archer and Armstrong, which has been releasing, is going to be canceled with issue number four. Uh, Yeah, the issue number five covers were shown off, and number six was solicited. Uh, the whole creative team was comfortably ahead of schedule. Plans changed late into the game and will now be stopping at number four. That seems odd. If they have books in the pipeline, they're like, nope, we're done. Why? Man, there's a lot about a lot of that going around lately, you know? Like, uh, DC, people put, right? Yeah, people putting in the work and then just getting the rug torn out from under them at the last second here. Yeah, it's wild. So... Uh, they, we don't know when that's coming out. Bloodshot Unleashed is coming out September 21st. Uh, it's their first ever mature reader's title, which is weird. Denise Camp, uh, arts by John Davis Hunt. It's brutally unflinching examination of who the character is, set against the backdrop of violence that exposes his traumatic past by pinning him against deadly rampaging monsters who reflect his own place in the Valiant universe. That's like the cookie cutter fucking bloodshot story. Okay, that is nothing new. That is nothing. Yeah, I mean, out of the ordinary. Bloodshot is not a particularly PG rated character in the first place. You oh, know? for sure, for sure. Blood. This issue, the first issue of Bloodshot Unleashed, is also getting whatever is a carbon fiber one in two hundred and fifty variant. I don't know what that is, but good for them if they can get it. Uh, so there's also another ongoing. No, pardon me. Limited series by Colin Bunn happening at Valiant right now called Book of Shadows. And it's going on hiatus until January. Mm. That Shadow Man, Eternal Warrior, Punk Mambo, uh, Dr. Mirage, and Persephone. Colin Bunn with R5 Vicente Cifuentes. Uh, Exo Manowar Unconquered was another miniseries from Becky Cloonan, Michael Conrad, and Liam fucking Sharp. That was also teased, I don't know, as recently as last month, I think, for later this year. Now we don't know when that's coming out, you know? So I guess they're like, okay, we've looked at what 2023 is, and we don't have enough money to make any more comics. What? So we're just going to take everything that we have in the pipe and just spread it out until we can what? Until the economy's better? Until what? What are you waiting on, Valiant? It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. There's a cover of Bloodshot Unleashed. It looks awesome, by the way. That does look pretty cool, and I'm not surprised that if they're um, going to kind of bank on one character, Bloodshot is probably their most famous one. So oh, that's for sure. He's had the movie. Surprising. Vin Diesel. Yeah, that came yeah. out at the worst possible time, though. It really did. It, yeah, right I as mean, the pandemic was starting. Even if they would have waited just six weeks and been like, no, we're going to be the first to hit a streamer. You know what I mean? It would have been made a bigger buzz than it did by just getting trashed. Yeah. By the time that by the time that everything was coming or really was falling apart, it was too late to yeah. like stop the train, you know? Yeah, Andy chimed in, unless they are selling. I mean, and they are. Uh, I've never met a Valiant fan who wasn't a diehard Valiant fan. You know, everyone I've ever yeah. met loves everything they put out but it's hard to get those people to be excited if you're only giving them one book yeah i mean this screams of a holding pattern you know it It seems like they are trying to do the bare minimum they need to stay open until they can yeah Yeah. prop andy might be right they might be looking to like 
you know, find a buyer. Maybe they're just trying yeah. to do some reorganizing. I don't know, but yeah. this is certainly not encouraging. But I do hope that it, if it can give them the time they need to get their shit together or figure out something to do next, then I hope that they manage to do that. You know, I don't understand why they didn't do a movie. I don't understand why they didn't shop around for a streaming service to do, you know, a Shadow Man or an EXO. Try to do some kind of shared universe. I don't know. You're never going to hit the success of the MCU with with some substandard, and that's not a bash. That's just the way it is. A uh, company, you know, like this, that you're just not going to be able to do it. And I mean, yeah, that's get in where you fit in. You had a movie hit theaters. You've got something where your foot is, you know, in the proverbial door. Connect that shit. You know what I mean? Give us a Vin Diesel after credit scene at the end of a Shadow Man or a Ninjack. Fucking Ninjack. I was about to say, Ninjack, I think, is probably the most bankable movie they could probably do. Yes, dude. Yes. Dude, Ninjack's got a lot. I mean, of you could do four movies. It would be movie. at least as good as that Snake Eyes movie that the G. Oh, my God. That Snake Eyes movie was garbage. But, yeah, it was watchable. I mean, I watched it. It was resoundingly meh. And I'm sure that a Ninjack movie at first would be resoundingly meh, you know? So we're not really sure what's going on. Dinesh, where are you? Come on, Dinesh, where are you at? So uh, still no Dave. Moving on. Murder World is coming to uh, Marvel Comics. Uh, it's game over for Marvel's heroes in Murder World. Uh, Jim Zub, Ray Fox, Jethro Morales run wild with brand new saga centered around Arcade, one of my personal favorites. He's just big, dumb, and stupid. And Murder World. Uh, Murder World Avengers. This is one of those things where it's surprising that they haven't done this before. Yeah. I know that, uh, like, Arcade usually fucks around with the X-Men, and then a few years ago, he did a lot with, like, the Avengers Academy kids. Um, I forget what they called that. Like, oh, Avengers Arena, that's right. Oh, my God. Uh, Dude, it was like Battle Royal for them. It was. Yeah, that was brutal. They they did not pull punches with that. Um, I'm sure that this will... This will probably not be that. You know they're not going to kill off any of the characters we see here, you know? But, yeah, um, even if they do, it's going to be like a temporary, you know, yeah. act sort of thing. But well, this could be fun, but my main reaction upon hearing this is like, oh, I guess they haven't already done this before. Yeah, at some point. exactly, exactly. A lot of Avengers books, but I think this is going to be like a series of one-shots where... Um, yeah, it'll be the Avengers in there, but then they'll probably do, like, a Spider-Man, and then they'll... Yeah, they are. It says right here. They're going to do a Spider-Man, a Wolverine, and a Moon Knight. Uh, and then who knows? Maybe we'll get even more. So, yeah, that's cool. That's pretty rad. Uh, Dave, how's your audio, buddy? I hope it's better. Oh, yeah. Probably done, Dave. We talked about Valiant a little bit before that Murder World news. Did yeah, you, you were the you were the one who got the scoop for us here. But yeah. Oh, yeah. just that they are... Did you already... What have you already talked about? No, the whole thing. I just uh, didn't know if you wanted to comment. They're doing one book a month for the foreseeable future. 2023 outlook for them looks to be very bleak. Uh, they're most likely looking for a buyer, probably. That's, that's my guess. That's our guess, Taylor and I. You know. Well, both. I have to agree with that because if they're if they're just whittling it down to one book a month, then they're not wild. they're not long for this world. Yeah, that's wild. I don't know how you even keep the doors open doing that. One in 250 covers ain't going to do it. And then their Bloodshot book just sounds like a Bloodshot book. Nothing yeah, boilerplate. about it. Yeah. yeah, it sounds boilerplate. Which, you know, Bloodshot's a good, fun character and everything. Oh, he but is. It doesn't sound like this is going to be particularly different from any other Bloodshot book. Yeah, yeah that's sure. kind of a shame because in recent years, Valiant has been really good. And to, 
to to learn this when kind they of sold news, the DMG man things they sort of kind of went downhill. They did yeah, go downhill sort of took that a turn. They're a strong contender for one of the best uh, continuities, like shared universes outside of the big two. Oh, for sure. I oh, mean, yeah. there's up and comers all the time. When Transformers was doing its thing, you know, with the Hasbro action verse, it was up there. Uh, the what Radiant verse, the massive. Verse, whatever yeah, the, the massive called. verse is called. It's dope now. You the know. Black Hammer universe. Black Hammer's about to go away, but still, yes, agreed. And Mignola, you know, has always got hit up there. But, uh, yep, good choices. But we're on Murder World. Uh, this looks like great. It's a series of one shots where Avengers will go to Murder World, then Wolverine, and then Moon Knight, maybe Spider Man. Uh, so yeah, there you go, Murder World. Uh, that uh, is November 16th, y'all. Again, Jim Zub and Ray Fox writing with Jethro Morales doing the art. Well, you know Jim Jim's up's gonna have a good time. Yo, he has he always has a damn good time. He's usually really fun with these creative, weird sort of team books, even though it's not really a team book. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Uh moving on, Cal L is coming back. Uh he's been on War World for a little over a year, and they're gonna do a one shot entitled Superman Cal L Returns Special Number One. Uh, yeah, the boy in blue's coming back to Metropolis after hanging out in War World. Uh, Mark Wade, Cena Grace, Marv Wolfman, and Alex Segura with artists Max Rayner, Dean Hospiel, Jack Herbert, and Riley Brown. And yeah, he's going to reunite with Batman and the Justice League and uh, even Lex Luthor. Uh, biggest takeaway from here is, uh, duh, we knew this was going to happen eventually. Well, sure, of course. But this sort of ruins uh, Dark Crisis a little bit. It sort of ruins Man, the core world. Man, you know that the Dark Crisis stuff was never going to stick permanently. Still could have been a crisis. This, it does seem like they're not going to have like any sort of like year without the Justice League like exactly. aftermath type of thing. So that is true. Like they, they have definitely tipped their hands about that. That was a really rad cover. Um, this one's not bad, but I did really like oh. that uh, one of him in orbit yeah. there. Yeah, um, uh, that was like a cool creative team. Um We've, of course, been enjoying the uh, Son of Kal-El book here on the show, and I am certainly convinced that they could have room for both, you know. Oh, I agree. That's my next comment, but I'll just continue. This special will also detail the circumstances of how Superman came to be captured by Pariah in the Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths event. So maybe this is happening in the same, maybe this is like a prequel, like these are the events just before Dark Crisis. We're still not 100% sure. Uh, DC is also teasing Action Comics 1050 as a milestone issue uh, with both Superman and Son of Kal-El and Action Comics building to the issue in a crossover arc entitled Kal-El Returns, which will run in Action 1047 to 1049 and Son of Kal-El 16, 17, and 18. Uh, I don't know. Is this? Are they suggesting that Tom Taylor is taking over Action Comics after the World War World War World shit is done? I I don't know. Uh, I'd be okay with that. I would I would love that. Uh, anyway, a throwback cover here. Probably my favorite cover of the three for that special. Oh well, that's that's genuinely yeah. sweet. Yeah, very. That is a Mario Foki Fokio. Sorry, I'm fucking up that name. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Very fun. Dave, anything on, on Superman and Superboy? 
not a series I'm reading, so I really don't have much to say about it. And Superman coming back, Kal-El coming back, it doesn't interest you in picking up the book at all. Well, I haven't been reading either any of the Superman series. Well, anything in the Superman series. And I just... haven't been reading War well, the point of this is that they don't care if you've been reading that. This yeah, is supposed to be a bring you in. I, I might Any look interest at, it. at all in jumping I might on pick the up, book. Pick up the, the, the book where he returns, but the special. I won't make any promises beyond that. 100% agree. I'll pick up the special, but I don't think I'm going any further than reading the uh, the John Kemp book. Superman's always a character that I will give like a fair shake to whenever there's like a new creative team on it. Yeah. Um, the special sounds good, you know, with Mark Wade and all that. Um, have they announced who the uh, ongoing creators are going to be? No, that's the problem. They haven't announced because that'll be a December solicits, you know. Uh, from my understanding, there are no creative teams announced that or creative team changes announced for any of this. I'd want to hear who that was before I, you know, know whether I'm excited yeah, about about the main the Superman book or the main action comics book. Uh, gets a new creative team, depending on who it is. Yes, I will possibly pick it up if it's Tom Taylor. I'm definitely picking it up. Uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Traditional role. But again, uh, Taylor alluded to it. I hope this doesn't hurt the Son of Kal-El book. Because I fucking love that book. It was This issue this week was fucking amazing. I will point out, though, that the issue this week does seem like they're giving themselves like an exit point, potentially. They they're like sure. coming well, to an end game of the current uh, well, conflict. And that, was one, and that was one of my beefs about the book. We'll talk about it. But it was spinning its wheels for a few months. You know, so we'll, we'll talk about that later, though. All right, moving on. Greg Pak is returning to Planet Hulk in a new sequel series. There is a catch. So, Manuel Garcia, Planet Hulk World Breaker in November. Of course, in 06, Greg Pak, along with artists uh, Carlo Paglawan and Aaron Poresti, crafted Planet Hulk. Uh, also with Bendis. You know, this is all part of the decade of decadence where... They had to get certain players off of the board in order to do the things that they wanted to do. You cannot have Hulk on Earth if you want to have a civil war. Hulk will always win. You know, you can't, you know, it's yeah, a they definitely some really OP characters. They definitely moved all the uh, heaviest hitters who have any sort of affiliation with the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. remember they destroyed most of the X-Men. You know, Thor was dead. Thor was dead. Yeah, yep. dude, there were a lot of shit going on. So this five-issue limited series will take place a thousand years into the future and present a shocking expansion and culmination of the mythos of Sakaar. Uh, yeah, Emmanuel uh, Garcia, he's uh, the Devil's Reign artist. So, uh, I mean, Planet Hulk, it's a, it's a masterpiece. It's a poetic. It's, it's like Shakespearean almost, dude. It's like this grand epic tragedy Love is found and lost. I mean, it's it really runs the gamut of, of storytelling in a nice little compact Hulk story. It's great. The lead into it with the Illuminati is fucking wonderful. The lead out where they go right into World War Hulk is one of my favorite events at Marvel at all times. So it's the whole package, you know, Planet Hulk. It was really one hell of a run that Greg Pak had with Hulk. Uh, yeah, that uh, was a so good run. My main takeaway right now upon hearing this, though, is that, God, that really was, like, 16 years ago now. Yeah, that was in 2006. Man, there were so many good events that decade. I mean, so many good events. But I, I'm a little bit worried about it being a 1,000 years in the future. What? I mean, is Hulk, is, is Hulk really going to be there? Or I mean... Are we looking at Descendants of the Hulk? I like yeah. the story, but I don't know that I like the setting enough for that to be, like, the only reason to pick up this book, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, and why the hell are there sentinels in the background on the cover? Yeah, good that question. What the hell no did they even sense. have to do with the Hulk? Yeah, yeah, that makes no. Are sense there time travel shenanigans? Yes, time travel shenanigans. Well, that would definitely tie the X Men into it. Yeah, so I lived and breathed this event when it was going on, you know. So, uh, also, I'll pick up the first one for sure. But a thousand years in the future really throws me off. It feels like it's just going to be so far detached from the original story that I'm not going to give a shit. Maestro will be there. Oh fuck that! I'll definitely <laughs> drop it if Maestro shows up. I hate Maestro so much. So dumb. Uh, anyway, moving on to some DC news. The Green Lantern are going back to Dark Sector, but this time it's John Stewart. John Stewart, the Emerald Knight number one, a 48-page one-shot. Jeffrey Thorne, Marco Santucci, the same team that did the Dark Sector book that was just award-nominated, you know, award-winning. Look at that fucking cover. So rad. That's a so, nice cover. Yeah, That's going, sound, yeah. yeah, so they're going back with John Stewart. He'll have to become something greater as he squares off against a god gone mad to save his fellow Green Lanterns and escape the Dark Sector's in a special one-shot this November. Uh, reading Dark Crisis, the past couple issues, especially the last one where there's a huge Green Lantern moment, dude, I miss reading a Green Lantern book. I really do. Uh, Dark Sector was awesome, but it was a different take on a Green Lantern book. It sounds like this one, maybe they're trying to get back to a little bit more of the roots of the GL books, especially with this cover, you know? This cover looks so tactical. This looks like it's going back to John's war and before he was, you know, in charge of the G. It, it looks like it's doing a lot of shit in here on this cover, especially that isn't really talked about in the solicit or any of the news that came with it. So, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm all over this. Yeah, I'm eager to check 100%. it out. 100%. Uh, that's Tuesday, November 29th. Uh, a bunch of covers for that. There's a 1 in 25 and a 1 in 50 cover. Um, so yeah, look for that one. We will definitely be talking about that when it comes out. Uh, finally, I mean, again, it's con season, so there isn't really a lot of news if there's not a big con going on. Uh, but we're getting a new Mark Russell book on Ablaze Comics called, Ooh. here it is, Traveling to Mars. Mm. Mark Russell and Roberta Melli are traveling to Mars in a new series. Uh, fresh off his Eisner Award win for Not All Robots with Diodata. Uh, he's going traveling to Mars, a comic series set to be published by a blaze in cooperation with Arancia studio, uh, traveling to Mars tells the story of former pet store manager, Roy Livingston, the first human to ever sit foot on Mars. Roy was chosen for the unlikely mission for one simple reason. He is terminally, ter terminally ill and has no expectation of returning. Roy is joined on his mission by Leopold and Albert, two Mars rovers equipped with AI who look upon the dying pet store manager as a sort of god. Against the backdrop of not only his waning days, but those of human civilization as well, Roy has ample time to think about where things went wrong for both and what it means to be a dying god. So it sounds like typical Mark Russell, you know, pulling in societal shit. Oh, I grabbed two of those pulling in society and and you know adding his own little bit of humor to it and uh the pencils look great you know great lines love that looks like a big i don't know in space whatever but awesome you know i'm all over this mark russell is a show favorite and yeah we're definitely going to be talking about this if uh we can get it if we can get it that's right because it's in a blaze book uh, November 9th, it'll also be available digitally 
if you can't no, get a hold of it, you know. There's enough time to there's enough time to ask our Yeah, there's enough time to put an order in. Yeah, there's enough time to request a copy. Yeah, it's 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 just been solicited and that's kind of what we do here, you know, especially on these low short news weeks where there is nothing to talk about. We're still going to find something to talk about. So. Actually, I still have a copy of the of the previews, so I can check and oh, see. Oh, you can just order it. Yeah. Yeah, you can just I'll just pop I'll it. Just get in there and look and see what I can do. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so check those out. We will talk about those on the show, but now let's get tasty. Mm, yummy. Andy chimed in November looking good. Dude, November is looking good. Um, I don't know. It's, it's not really a drought right now, but there's a drought of a lot of other things. Uh, it's a lot of uh, event books right now. You know, everybody doing in the middle of an event. So, uh, all right, let's do food news. They are disgusting. The Kansas City Royals baseball team has announced a new ballpark treat. It's the barbecue Reese's sandwich. It's mini Reese's peanut butter cups, pulled pork, sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce, and bacon. Yeah, yeah that's Taylor's, gross. Taylor's that's vomiting. That's very gross. <laughs> that is, that is not a – if it didn't have – the, the Reese's, Reese's Cups, the candy. Cup. Exactly. If it didn't have the candy, oh, it, would be, the it would actually be pretty good. But I'm like, I'm like wondering why the Aramark flag is on this thing. Oh, that's who owns their, or they're the sponsor of the Kansas City Royals. Ah. Uh, yeah, I appreciate them having the courage to take responsibility for this <laughs> for abomination. This abomination. No yeah, this is two great things that go very poorly together. No. Oh, yeah, so the fact that the Twins go there at the end of the season, the broadcasters for the Twins taste tested that and said it's not actually that bad. Uh, you know, I'm kind of on the fence with this one, if I'm being honest, okay? It's sweet barbecue sauce. So I can see there being that sweet element of But you've the got peanut butter and chocolate. And butter. And Even beyond the taste thing, like food. the consistency of this would be terrible. You've got, like, the barbecue, but then you've got, like, some – like crunchy candy, like sprinkled throughout it. I just well, maybe oh, there's bacon in it too. The okay, bacon is also going to be crunchy, so maybe that'll sort of take the the edge off of the well, chocolate what, crunch. But I would the, think the chocolate the would melt just enough so it wouldn't crunch. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't the chocolate just too the barbecue about this, about this sandwich on this melt the chocolate? I mean, wouldn't it just be like liquid chocolate mixed in with the barbecue Dude, that's sauce. my thought as well, Dave. Once they wrap this up into like, you know, like a foil wrapper and you get it all the way back up to the upper deck because your broke ass couldn't afford seats because you had to buy a $15 Reese's peanut butter barbecue sandwich. By the time you got up there, right, all the chocolate would just be melted. And I, yeah, I'm not sure if it's if not, it it doesn't, fresh, it's not very you know. appetizing. It doesn't seem anyway. Appetizing. We anyway we try to work it out. It's still not worth. It's still not appetizing. All right then, we'll do our two for for food news. Better or worse, Doritos has unveiled ketchup and mustard. I thought not, this was a joke when I saw it. <laughs> I seen not this ketchup and mustard. Ketchup Doritos and mustard Doritos. I thought this was a joke when I saw it on Twitter. Okay, so this uh, isn't as bad as the other one, but I don't know. It seems I don't weird. Know. Like I don't. I... <sighs> I don't think I would want ketchup or mustard on my chips in the first place. So, I yeah. French fries. If these were, if this wasn't tortilla chips, I might not be. Andy, just nope. As opposed, nope. <laughs> uh, Tom chiming in. Thanks for stopping by, Tom. Uh, yeah, spicy mustard at that. That almost makes it better because the spicy is just gonna you know kill everything else. But 
if this was like Lay's potato chips, I might not be opposed to a ketchup potato chip. Uh, I, I can kind of see what you're saying. Like people, it is people sometimes put like you know the chips on top of their sandwich, which might also oh, have ketchup on it. Yeah, so you're not wrong or mustard, but not tortilla chips. Yeah, that does yeah. kind of. I, I think uh, between I think again. between the two options here, I'd be more willing to try these than I would be that that pork burger, that sandwich. Yeah, I if I like had to pick burger. one, I would try to eat some of these instead, even I though wanna, I'd rather not. I want a Reese's barbecue sandwich with a side of mustard and ketchup Doritos. You fool. Uh, those are available online, six bucks uh, for a nine and a quarter ounce size bag. Uh, limited quantities, so get them on. They're flying off the shelves, folks. Shit. I, I don't know. Uh, we did have a moment of destruction, but it's just comic news, and there's not really much news there. It's really just IDW talking about moving books to another publisher. They didn't announce who. They did say they're going to focus on probably just three or four characters to start off to try to bring in new readers. But it's just I think that's okay. weird for them to give an interview for you know relaying news that broke months ago, you know, and not add mm. anything to it. Yeah, like yeah, if you're going to give if, you, if you're going to give an interview, it's time to share some new information, which yeah, it doesn't what they're doing say. here. Okay. Uh, one thing, one so. thing they did say is Earthspark, which is like a uh, uh, an animated thing for kids. It, yeah, it's will a new have animated a series coming out. So we have confirmed that there will be all ages Transformers as well as the regular, you know, reading Transformers comics. So I really not much though. I went looking for these uh, ketchup Doritos on my phone. Oh, did you find any for sale? I found apparently this is not the first time that Doritos has done ketchup Doritos. First time in America. First time in America. I'm showing a lot of a, a lot of stuff for Canadian Doritos. Yeah, that's weird. Canadians are weird. I mean, that's not a bash. Weird is good, but and you apparently you can buy you can buy these imported from Canadians. Canada ketchup Doritos on Amazon. Ooh, imported. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Dave. Let's do three. Top three. This is a weird week. Uh, yeah, they put maple syrup on hamburgers. It's true. They put yes. maple syrup on everything. Yes. Uh, okay, I found them. Oh, my God. This dude's still in this net. Import me a barbecue peanut butter sandwich. I can't do that. They're out of stock. They're out of stock. Of course they are. They're already sold out. Always late to the party. The first website I found them on for sale, they're out of stock. I'll go first. Deceased was good. Always good. Tom Taylor's always fun. Uh, Jurassic uh, League, we'll probably talk about that again later. Big, dumb, stupid, fun. The Ward was dope. I think we'll talk about that. Judgment Day was just all right. I think... This thing it's really big. The event is really big, but man, it's most of the stuff is happening in the tie-ins, and I have a big problem. Yeah, with that. I mean the Judgment Day. Like I thought the last issue was a great start. Like I liked Uranos yeah. showing up, and like I love the way they presented that as like, oh well, here he is, and then like an hour later, you know. And then I did enjoy seeing what happened in that hour over in X Men Red, but yeah, um, it seems like a bait and switch kind of. Yeah, but this one. Um, it definitely is a, a rather unfortunate development in here. Judgment. Yeah, yeah Judgment. I thought, it was solid. Definitely just an honorable mention from me. Yeah. But it had that thing, though, where, like, it sometimes it feels like they're kind of creating this artificial conflict between the Avengers yeah, and the X-Men. It's like wrestling. They're it's abandoning weird. us. Like, they're going yeah. to go stop a fucking tidal wave, you asshole. Yeah, it's weird. 
Uh, Predator was also a solid start. A little bit of filler in there, but uh, definitely worth a pickup. I hope it picks up an issue, too. But my number three pick is... Eight Billion Genies, number four. It might be about time to retire this book. Every issue is better than the last. Uh, the premise is the eight billionth person is born. And in that moment, everybody on planet Earth gets a genie and one wish. And mayhem ensues. It's basically a post-apocalyptic story. Uh, yeah, dude. This was like the superhero issue, man. Everybody who's like a superhero is going up against everybody who wanted to be a supervillain. Uh, a big reveal on who the bartender is. Spoiler alert, he's a genie. Uh, oh, then, well, that yeah. does make sense because he it is does. the one who recognized right off that you, this genie thing is not a thing you really want. Yeah, it's bullshit. Uh, and then, yeah, first eight weeks, everything is fucked. So uh, we're basically over the hump in terms of how this story is going. The way the main guy, the bartender, put it is like, yeah, first we got the age of the superheroes. And then we have the age of the planners. So now we're in the age of the planners, the people who really put some thinking into what they were going to do with their wish. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Andy Genies is his number one book from the chat because it's amazing. It is. Dude, I'm retiring this book. It could be number one every damn month it comes out because it's just better and better and better. Four issues in and I'm really pleased. Uh, has been picked up for an adaptation. I think it's going to Amazon. We'll see. But. I love Amazon, so we'll see what happens. Cool. That was my number three. Taylor, going around to the end. All right. Um, honorable mention for uh, Judgment Day was pretty solid. Uh, the Miss Marvel Wolverine was there wasn't much like meat on the bones, but it was you know, it was a cute story. That's my number one pick this week. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk uh, about, it. Talk about I it later. Loved it. I loved it. It was very charming. So yeah, I'll it leave was. it at that. For now. It was. Um, Punisher number five was okay. Um, was getting more of that flashback. Frank stuff. Um, uh, everything at but that was great, and that reveal at the end of Ares. What? Yeah, Ares with like the Punisher emblem on was kind of fun, and like, oh yeah, and like you know, yeah, the the evolving dynamic between Frank and the Hand is continuously it's wild. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah last hard. honorable mention for Son of Kal El. Like you're saying, um, we are kind of coming up to the climax here, at least yeah. of the current story arc. Man, I don't know what the fuck you got on my list because Son of Kal El is on my list too this week. It was okay. Really? All right. Well, you mentioned one that was on my list, but I'll get to that in a minute. My number three is going to be Avengers number 59. Nice. I'm enjoying the big, dumb, stupid fun of let's go to different eras and have, like, wonky Marvel bullshit, you know? It's like Marvel's um, version of Disney World, and here's a world, and here's, you know, Frontierland. Yeah. And, he, yeah, it's fucking stupid. Last week with, like, the Ghost Rider Ronin. Yeah. Writes itself. It's yeah. big, dumb, stupid fun. And now we've got a Phoenix Cowboy and a Starbrand Cowboy. They're, um, duking it Reno, out. Phoenix, and the Starbrand Kid. So oh, it's so weird. But it's just Jason Aaron having big, dumb, stupid fun, dude. This is the, this is like peak Jason Aaron ness. You know, yeah. he's like, take, he's writing these over the top, just fuck it, it's cool, just roll with it yep. type of things, you know? Yup, yup. But yeah, sure. it's yeah, great it's pick. a real blast, and yeah, that's enough to get it on my top three this week. Nice, great pick, great pick. Uh, Big D, honorable mentions All number right. three. Number, I don't know what the hell this dude picked this week. Okay, honorable mention number one is Judgment Day number two. Oh, okay, I didn't uh, know you were even on this anymore. Well, I I was reading it just in case you guys were picking it, so at least I would know what you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, big dumb stupid fun. Oh, uh, it is. Yeah. 
Uh, Fun awesome. action, big action scenes. I mean, that's the last time we're going to mention it because I, we, all three of us have mentioned it. But the art in this by Valerio Shidi was fucking awesome, dude. I mean, uh, look at that. At the yeah, end. yeah. That that final panel where they sent the celestial is Tony space, Stark, space celestial. Be, yeah, be like cool. you will be judged. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, and my other honorable mention this week is the deadliest bouquet number one. It's all right. It 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 was all right. It's there's it's some a, potential. There's potential. Yeah, like you said, there's potential there. Um, kind of off to a slow start, but Very slow. But, but yes. at the end, we start getting some places. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm on it. I'm just you know waiting to see where it goes. Good choice. Good choice. All right, my number three pick is Jurassic League number four. Nice. That's okay. my number two. Nice. I figured that would be. I oh, know I got the image here somewhere. Go ahead. Uh, just like <laughs> just more big dumb stupid fun. We have all the all these superhero dinosaurs preparing for uh, greater evil that's coming. We know what. Oh, he's coming. The he's now. there. He's there now. And I am like, <laughs> I am like, dark. On Kylo Seed, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I knew you would get off. I on was the just like, stupid was like, dinosaur name for Dark Side. I knew, I like, was oh, Dave's like, gonna eat that shit up. I, I mean, of course, it was gonna be Dark Side. I mean, that was easy well, to see. I know, coming. but still, when he hatches out of the egg and he is like a fucking kaiju, like even amongst all these yeah. dinosaurs, just like towering over them, yeah. that was awesome as shit. You know, I nice, want Andy. a figure of Dark on Kylo Seed. Oh, yes. Dude, I heard McFarlane might do all these figures. He should. These are a blast, you know? Yeah, they are really this cool. Is, this was just fun. I, I kind of enjoyed the, the interaction between our our Green Lantern parasol office and our Flapper, Raptor Flash. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's a great dynamic there. And, you know, yeah. Batman and our Bat Dinosaur and just yeah. making wings and flying off. Yeah, like, um, oh, as, cool, as big, dumb, and stupid as this is, there is a lot of fun character interaction as well, which is not what I was really expecting to enjoy in this book, you know? But, like, Super Sor and his dad had a really sweet moment. They and, did. They did. It's got yeah. heart. There's, a, there's just enough heart in there, dude. It's Danny Warren Johnson. That's just the way he rolls. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he has a talent for it. I mean, yeah. we talked at length about how Beta Ray Bill was, like, fucking balls to the wall awesome but also like really unexpectedly heartfelt yeah and, a lot of heart. it did yeah his do a power bomb is is rolling in that same direction dude only two issues in so yeah he's awesome his murder falcon did the same thing you know it always kept you you know on that same beat so yeah great book good choice uh, moving on, my number two is man. My number two are so weird. I feel like I'm a ten year old boy again. Son of Kal El, number fourteen. Tom Taylor, Sean uh, Torme, and Rafael Sarmento did this cover, which I love. Uh, man, fantastic, action packed, heartwarming. The revolutionaries are in it. Fucking Robin is fucking in it. Uh, there's a full assault on Bendix in this, which I fucking love. There's some great commentary going on with that full-on assault. Uh, that fucking cliffhanger, what? That cliffhanger, holy shit. Uh, this issue had it all, and it is about fucking time. Because like I said, the past couple few months, dude, this book's kind of been spinning its wheels, repeating itself. Uh, I mean, certainly it's had a lot of good character moments and a lot of, like, pretty cool, like, oh, shit, that was awesome moments. But, yeah, I am def I agree with you that I am definitely glad to see them, like, finally pull that trigger and, like, start this big conflict with this asshole. 
Yeah, this is about toppling a tyrant and freeing the country. I mean, he's getting political, deep political in this. I fucking love it. Uh, it's the way it's been the whole time. Damien just showing up, you know. It, we're I like how he, like, snuck on. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're in a sub. How the hell? Yeah, we're yeah. in a submarine. Uh, I liked Jay doing Jay's thing. I like the panel just before this where, like, yeah. Cap, where, like uh, John's all like, you know, oh, I, I know this was the plan, but I'm afraid for you to go in danger. And he's like, well, then I'll be the one to let go. And just, like, phases through yeah. his arms and, like, Very starts to cool. drop. Yeah, power. He's got a flight ring now, for, uh, like a Legion flight ring. Yeah. I also <laughs> like how they actually are addressing, like, why isn't Superman just doing this on his own? You know, they do a good job, like, addressing that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They also do a, do a good job of actually saying that, no, Superman's not doing it on its own, but you're still going to do it Superman's way. And even yeah. Damien, the voice of reason, Damien, you know, if Superman's doing it this way, it's the way we need to do it. Okay, yeah. So y'all shut the fuck like, up. For Damien, of all people, to be saying that is very impactful. And I love how, like, yeah. they played it in such a dynamic where, like, you know, well, you're the one who sucks if you don't do it Superman's way, right? Like, I love yeah, the he, line he gets, like, if you're not good enough to do this without killing people, then you're not good enough to come with us. Yeah, dude, yeah. Uh, also, a big fan of the revolutionaries that happened in Tom Taylor's Suicide Squad run, which Taylor still has not picked up, that he definitely should pick up. It's very good. Uh, so, yeah, that's my number two, Son of Kal-El, number four, Tom Taylor, continuing to dominate over at DC Comics this year. T, number two. I think my number two is Jurassic League. So, yeah. we've awesome. talked about that. Big, dumb, stupid fun, but surprisingly heartfelt, big, stupid, dumb fun. Yeah. Uh, that leads us to day for number two. I have no idea what this is. I have one guess, but go ahead. My number two pick is Predator number one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I'm so happy we're going to get to talk about this a little I bit. Got, go I actually got that sweet Peach Momoko cover. Nice. Nice. I don't have that up here. <laughs> was, oh, this is like, Ed Bryson and Kev Walker. Uh, oh, this. Yeah. If, if you read any of the Predator books from Dark Horse Comics in the 90s, this kind of is in that vein. Yeah. But this this is taking place in the future, which gives me hope for an alien versus predator Marvel cross across. Oh, they that's low crossover. hanging fruit, dude. Yeah, that's easy to do. So they're gonna have to give that to us. I would but, love to see a silent series where it's just them, you know, the alien and the predator that, just doing their thing. That, 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 that does exist. Nice, Tom. Predators was his favorite book of the week. He's got high hopes for it. I do too, man. Excellent so choice. It. it that does exist in in issue zero of Alien versus Predator, yes. the original. Yes. Man, what a couple of weeks the Predator franchise has been having here between Prey true. and this, both being pretty good. It seems. It's yeah. true. But it's I. True. Um, but we basically, we, yeah. Go ahead, Dave. What's the book about? It's uh the it's set in the the I guess in kind of like the near future. Yeah. We have some explorers exploring uh exploring a planet, cataloging new life forms and stuff, and the a Predator shows up. And kind of kills everybody, essentially. Oh. And the one sole survivor uh, is has been tracking the predator for for this particular predator for years, but has become pretty proficient at killing these killing predators. Yeah, and it's a predator. It's a person hunting a predator, looking for revenge. Yes, uh, and, that's basically what it is. And it was and really she well has killed quite a few predators. Yeah, and she has she's looking for a specific one. She's looking for a specific one yeah. that she wounded. But yeah. she has, like, I think, I don't know how many she killed, but there was, like, when her AI was talking to her, she's yeah. like, this one exhibits patterns from, like, Predator number 16. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. 
So she's been hunting for a while, dude. She's been a predator for predators is a really fun premise for them. It to is. Have for- it is, dude. Uh, I think this this issue was solid. It was a great intro for the franchise at Marvel Comics. I think it's got a bright future. Like Dave alluded to, we are eventually going to see an Alien versus Predator book. I can't wait. They even but, advertise a new Alien book in this book. Yeah, yeah. But they, I had an issue with this book. Uh, there's about four or five pages where it just is a lull, where the bottom just drops out of the story, and I was bored. By the time we got to the end, yes. I just think those pages could have been used a lot better. Uh, maybe lean into this, you know, three-fanged, you know, predator. Let's go see what he's doing right now. You know, just to lean into that a little bit, I think that would have been fun. And really cheap to do. You know, it's just three or four uh, panels on a page. You don't even have to put any words. You don't need any dialogue. You just, you know, whatever the predators, however the fuck they talk, and you want to put it on the panel. I just think it would have been better spent than giving us even more backstory into this character where we were given so much backstory and it just felt superfluous. It felt like the book repeated itself a couple of times. But again, I had a great time, a great time reading it. So good choice, Dave. Thank you. Uh, Taylor didn't read that. So I will finish my uh, number one book this week was a surprise to me just as much as everybody else. Miss Marvel and Wolverine number one. Uh, the reason why is this was written by Jody Hauser, art by Zay Carlos. Now, Jody Hauser wrote a book called Star Wars Age of Republic number one through nine. And it was like a series of one shots basically from all over the Star Wars universe, you know, in that time period. And it was fucking terrific. So I wasn't going to miss this. <coughs> Excuse me. This is a team up book, plain and simple. This is Kamala Khan. She goes to visit Seneca Park where the X-Men have made their home. She sees a stupid robot going to the into the tree. And then the X-Men are like, what the fuck you doing? And then a big swarm of them comes down. And, yeah, it's an old-school team-up book. Storm shows up. You know, the X-Men. Storm shows up. From Mars? Yeah, of course. They can she even explicitly the says, like, ah, every time I come back to Earth, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, dude, Monet shows up. Armor shows up. It, it, look at that. Look at the action on that page with Wolverine, you know, going crazy with Storm. That is old school. Look at armor in the background. Just awesome, awesome shit, dude. I had such a good time reading this. Uh, the next one is Kamala Khan and Moon Knight. Miss Marvel and Moon Knight. I can't wait. Yeah, they seem to be wait. doing the same thing with this as they are doing with, uh, with Moon Girl right now. Uh, the Devil Dinosaur book is a little bit younger. This is more middle. Yeah, well, I'm saying it, what I mean is yeah, that like right. they're doing a thing where like they're having the character team up like with a new character every issue. Yes, 100. I saw listed for a Venom one. Yeah, I think they're going to do a Venom yeah. one too. Um, on the main cover, they showed pretty much the uh, yeah the totality of it there, or at least a big part of it. They had the X Men, Moon Knight, and uh, Venom on it. Yeah, this one. But anyway, um, not that one. This one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, very excited about this. Very cool. Yeah, this was an awful lot of fun. I mean, I always love these more, like, lighthearted, charming type things. I wish there had been a little bit more interaction between Kamala and Wolverine because that was the main thing I was looking forward to here. They had a lot of great interaction when they uh, first teamed up in her book. And they leaned into that. They leaned into that first. They explicitly mentioned that. I always love it when you can tell that the writer did their homework, you know? Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah, that's my number one. That leads us to Taylor. What is your number one book of the week? My number one book is Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, number three. Nice. Very well done, this book. Yeah, this is basically one extended fight scene. Well, two extended fight scenes. Uh, one between Cap and uh, Mystery Metal Man there, and another one between Bucky and Peggy Carter. Um, this book has a lot of great action scenes. And the, the scene in the middle where he's getting like the hologram message, it was such a beautiful panel layout. Like They were moving around the shield and everything. Yeah, it was very cool. It was very cool. Yeah, so I am always a sucker for... Um, sort of the the corny Captain America. And this is corny Captain America, and it's okay it for Captain America to be corny. It is. You know? It's, but I don't want corny to sound more insulting than I mean it, because, like, this is a Cap who is an idealistic guy who does genuinely want to do good in the world, you know? And yeah. I think there's weaving a good story about him, you know, It's nice for owning a his own image, you know? Like, he... Yeah, it's nice for a Captain America book to be delivering hope again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy's right. The, the artwork in this book is fantastic. Very well done. Yeah, one hundred percent, dude. Yeah, and that was the main thing that broke the tie for it to be my number one. Nice, this week. nice, good choice, good choice. That can only leave one possible book for Dave to have at number one this week. Hey, it's an easy guess. It was. I know you. <laughs> that's it, right? That's your number yeah. That, one, that's right? my number one pick this week. It was either that or the Ward. The Ward was good, but the it Ward was not was good, as good but as the, Parker Girls. Parker's Girls was really good. Oh man, it had a couple of twists and turns in oh, this weird no. drama. I really didn't know where it was going, and it really didn't go anywhere at the end. No, it, it was wild. <laughs> one Parker girl got her man, and one Parker girl got done in by a man. I guess. Yeah, it was weird, <laughs> dude. But it, I mean, but that's it, just the brilliance of Terry Moore, dude. Yeah, so we 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 get introduced, or the it starts off on a beach, and we get introduced to Mark, and we get introduced to our our Parker girl in this story, and she's pretty much marked him, or he's marked because apparently he's a a thief. He's a thief. He a dirty thief. He is a thief. He thought he was dying of cancer, so he stole ten million dollars from from his uh brokerage and then it turns out that there was a, a mix-up in the test results and now he doesn't have 10 million dollars anymore because he did something he well, apparently he lied about he lied about it. that too but yeah yeah but the, so big parker girls it's like charlie's angels kind of i i don't it's like I, two more super spies than that i well i think i think kinda. the closest comparison the closest comparison that we could probably make about the parker girls and any pop, any other kind of pop culture reference that's current right now yeah. is the Bene Gesserits. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they are they are women who are essentially there to steer the course of powerful men. Yeah, uh, that's, but man, that's it's what, very well done. But it was great. Yeah, and it's that typical Terry Moore art, those clean fucking lines, just and ink, I, no colors at all. Yeah, it's just, just ink, no colors, a story being told through the artwork, as Terry Moore always does. Yes. And I am curious to see where this can, where this is going to go and how it will connect with the rest of the Moreverse. Yeah, Tom ch- chiming in in the chat, as he said, he has to check this out. He loves Strangers in Paradise. Dude, you should also check out Echo. You should check out Rachel Rising. There's also a book by Terry Moore called Motor Girl, which is my favorite Terry Moore stuff of all time. Yeah, everything Terry Moore does is a fucking winner. I don't know why we don't have more screen adaptations of the stuff that, that's being done by Terry Moore. 
We should. Strangers in Paradise will make a perfect screen adaptation. I don't know why we don't have it. Yeah, somebody um, needs to get on that. Echo would be dope too, man. Echo would be uh, pretty much all of them would be dope. Yeah, yeah, just but great the, stuff. But the biggest the the biggest source materials are Strangers in Paradise and yeah. Echo, pretty much. Yeah, there's a well, Rachel Rachel Rising, Rising is pretty got a lot, but you know they. Yeah, I think like Echo went for a hundred issues. Uh, I think it was about that, yeah. But Strangers in Paradise is like five volumes. Yeah, you know, it's huge. It's so meaty. It's got so much going on in there, but. Oh, yeah, great choice. I'm so glad Terry Moore got something on the shelves again. You know what I mean? Just really good stuff. Yeah, Andy chimed in about Motor Girl, about how uh, he, much he loves it. Yeah, you're absolutely right, dude. So uh, a fine selection of comic books this week. We, I mean, so diverse, all kinds of different genres, all kinds of different ages, all kinds of different tones and tenors. I didn't even mention the Ghost Rider book that came out that was just brutally violent. I Am Batman was great. Uh, I mentioned the new deceased book, but we didn't really get into it, man. It was a fantastic week of comics. So, uh, yeah, thanks everybody for hanging out. Uh, come back tomorrow. We're going to talk about all of the books coming out next week. There's just as many good books coming out. Well, maybe not just as many, but there's a lot of good books coming out. Uh, so yeah, come oh, back there tomorrow. There is some good stuff coming out next week. Yeah, there's week. definitely some good stuff coming out. But uh, we also want you to check out the Comic Book Bullies. They will be on this Facebook channel later on tonight. Uh, they do a little bit later, but they also have uh, on YouTube and Twitch and all kinds of other places. Go to outrightgeekery.com for links to all of the Comic Book Bullies stuff uh, and also our stuff, you know, our store, our Patreon, all of the social media. Uh, just about everything we've got going on is linked up there. So uh, yeah, again, thanks for hanging out, everybody. We really appreciate it. But most of all, thanks to these guys for hanging out with this guy. Always a good time. We Always are going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. Oh, I gotta, I gotta hit this. I almost forgot to hit the button.